live. We're here on another What the Wednesday. Welcome, everybody. If you have any questions for this What the Wednesday, you know what to do. Just answer. Um, just put the questions in the comments below. And if you're listening on the Making of a Dental Startup podcast, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Making of a Dental Startup. Ashley, Dr. Ashley Hovez is with us in spirit. She is doing clinical work right now. So awesome. So, but she's here somehow, somewhere she's here. Yeah. But awesome. So we have Dr. Katrina Leano. Katrina, do you prefer cat or Katrina? You guys can call me cat. Okay. So, so we have <laughs> only her best friends call her cat. So I will call her cat. <laughs> and everybody. <Okay. laughs> no, but uh, how's it going so far, Katrina? Good, 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 good. I'm going to say good. I have a day off, a little breather, um, but good so far. Um, That's good. Excited. That's good. I told Michael this is my first Facebook Live, so I'm very excited and nervous. So no, you're doing good. It goes easy. So me. far, one minute in, you're doing really, really good. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. No, yeah. Let's see the but, next 29. <laughs> no, no, you're going to be great. Uh, so um, really quick, where are you located? I am located in Lake Elmo, Minnesota. So it's um, east, south, east, northeast suburb of St. Paul, almost okay. close to like St. Croix area, border of Wisconsin. So, yeah. Okay. Why did you choose to do your startup there? Um, I live in a neighboring, the neighboring city called Woodbury. And okay. I honest, to be honest, I initially thought I'd want to practice within Woodbury. It's pretty saturated with specialists and general dentists. It's a really good location and growing. So Lake Elmo, just across the highway, growing in terms of more residential area than commercial. So found a great spot, decent price for the lease, for the space, and mm. so many new constructions, growing with young families. So I, that's, I just changed plans last minute and <laughs> switched over to, to Lake Elmo instead of my initial plan of Woodbury. So oh, I'm happy how, far, how far are you from your home to your practice? I want to say 10 minutes. Okay. So do you ever bump into like patients in the grocery store or at the gym or anything um, like that? Not quite yet. No. Okay. No. Well, does that yeah. bother you or no? Um, I have mixed feelings. Before when out of dental school, I practiced in a small town of across Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And I would bump into patients in the gym and in the dressing room. So that made me a little uncomfortable. So I said, hey. never will I practice, exactly, practice yeah. the same town where I live in. But I love building relationship with patients as I practice longer. Um, so I don't mind it now. I haven't run into any patients. So, so far, so good. <laughs> okay, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So then tell us a little bit about your past, your present. How'd you get to where you are today? Like, why did you decide to do a startup? Um, sure. I, it's been a long journey for me. I, I've been in practice for 13 years um, now, and mm -hmm. I've always been with corporate dentistry um, right out of dental school and okay. two different companies. The first one's really great. One is the second one's a lot bigger. Um, and then the second one's kind of just farther off of how I'd want to practice um, and take care of patients. Mm -hmm. So I was ready to be done with that. Um, second corporate um, company and then I just thought at my age what do I really want to do to make this profession that I love to be as fulfilling as possible 
And I always in the back of my head thought maybe I could do my own um, startup or open my own practice or buy a practice. I never thought I would be at a place where I feel like I had to decide. So I wanted a, a challenge. I wanted to move on. I wanted to grow as a professional, as a dentist. So that that's when I decided that would be the next step for me. So after 12 and a half years with corporate dentistry, I guess. I yeah. got, had great experiences, but I th- think this is the next step. What yeah. was the triggering point for you when you were in corporate where you're like, this is it. That, w- that was the straw. That was it. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Um, I just feel professionally stuck. I mm-hmm. felt like um, procedure-wise, clinical stuff-wise, I feel like relationships with patients, there's only so much you can control or there's only so much they give you control with corporate. Um, because at the end of the day, we're employees still. Um, so the way I'd want to take care of patients doesn't really exactly match in how they want to take care of patients. So then at some point I'm losing patients because of some of their policies, some of their values, and some of them are my relatives <laughs> that are venting really? to me. Yeah. And they're telling me that they don't want to be at that practice. And it's not that they don't want to see me, but they don't want to stay at that clinic with that company. Mm-hmm. So then I'm just like, I'm, I'm a face of this company and the, but this is not how I want to practice. So Gosh. that's when I'm just like, I think I'm ready to move on. And then my next step was to just, if I wanted to practice how I want to practice, would be to do my own startup. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. let's get into the business side and the numbers and everything of your practice. If you don't mind me oh, asking, sure. how much was your build out? Um, it was, I think just a little over, five ten so of everything for everything equipment construction and so everything. five five ten thousand like five hundred and ten like what okay what yes oh, okay okay got you, got you. yes five hundred dollars that's it like steel <laughs> where'd you get that at Okay, so it was just I a little. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it in total. That's for everything, right? Everything, for everything. Everything for everything. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where'd you go to, or how'd you negotiate your lease? And then where, which bank did you go to for that? Um, I went with Bank of America. Okay. I have a friend, um, a general dentist friend out of Texas, a very very good friend, one of my best friends, and he recommended somebody that he'd work with with Bank of America because he has his own practice years old and he, that bank of america guy was so nice very helpful so i continue my relationship with him so i went to bank of america mm-hmm. um with the bank yeah that's your question got you so, got you and then yeah. so when it came to that well really quick what type of practice do you have is it fee-for-service pediatric or um ppo ppo so you're yes. accepting family oh. yeah got you got you ppo practice and then right now how many employees do you have I have two, one okay. uh, hygienist and um, my assistant. My front desk um, resigned right before COVID. So right before COVID? Know. Right before COVID. Uh-huh, Literally okay. the week before was their last week before we closed. Wow. So for family reasons, yeah. So right now it's just in. you and your hygienist then? Me, my hygienist and, and an assistant. So two employees. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's so how did everything come about? How did you feel when you decided because you guys had to shut down, right? So how did that go? Yes. 
Um, it was scary, of course, because not knowing what's going to happen, how long is this going to be, what's, you know, is the staff were, my, my team were nervous. But um, I thought it was okay. I mean, of course, with all the stress, I thought it was okay but because, because of the commu- constant communication between myself mm-hmm. and my team and myself and my patients. So I would personally call each patient when I closed and canceled their appointments and explained. So I felt like I was still kind of somewhat in control, which Mm -hmm. a lot of our, us dentists would want that and need that, especially for our own clinic. So I felt like, okay, I'm trying to stay on top of this, the stuff that I can control. Obviously there's so many things that we don't know we can control, Mm -hmm. but. And now you're seeing patients, right? Or all your existing patients? I'm sorry. Now you're able to see your existing patients or still no? Um, yes. Yes. We're slowly uh, getting into hygiene now. Of course, picking and choosing what procedures, what instrumentation we have to use. Um, but yes, we're seeing existing patients and even new patients are calling in. Too, gotcha. So. so then like, what are you doing to like recover from those lost months of, of revenue? Because I mean, did you do your, did you do a PPP loan? And then on top of that, like, what are you doing yes. right now to, to, what are you telling your existing patients? Like, all right, come in now. We're safe. How are you yes. telling? Yes, yes. Um, well, yes, I have a PPP loan, PPP loan, a small amount because I've just been open a few months, but I'll mm-hmm. take it. I'll try to use it the best I can and the grant and the EIBL loan, disaster loan too. Um, so that helps. Um, so before, as I mentioned, lots of communication. I'm a big kind of transparent open communication kind of person. So throughout the whole COVID, I have been communicating with patients, emailing them. Every time there's a, a change, is there's a, an order from the governor about closing, about limitations, I would email patients right away once I've made a decision and I've heard from like Minnesota Dental Association. So there's always constant communication. So even before I open, I told the patient, this is what my plan is when I open. You know, the PPEs, screenings, temperature, oxygen level. We're going to check all those things. Um, uh, purifiers are how we're going to schedule so they're not all sitting in the waiting room or they have to wait in the car. So things like that. So I told them what I've planned before I open um, and then tell them what I, what I can do as I open. Um, and I want to say a lot of them have been very understanding because they know what to expect. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to ask. I wanted to know, do you see like, so in a week, how often are you emailing them or letting them know this? Um, well, now that I'm seeing patients, not so often, uh-huh. I want to say once a, once a week, once or once a week or once every couple of weeks. Okay. So okay. any kind of updates to do any changes. Gotcha. And before that, when you were, I guess, doing it more than once a week, what did you see like that they cared about that information? Did they reply back or did you see people? unsubscribe or how did how did that go um luckily i I was checking for anybody unsubscribing nobody unsubscribed okay so um because i have i use legwork so you can see how many people opened it uh, how many emails were rejected or was uh, were unsubscribed and all those things or how many actually clicked any kind of links yeah so they were pretty responsive a lot of good amount good good amount of people i want to say about 85 at least percent of patients open their their emails like your your what you were trying to say and everything like that to them so then before 
pre-COVID-19, if you don't mind me asking, like how did okay. your production and collections kind of look like? Um, I want to say, I because I just opened November, I did not, have not bro broken even yet. I okay. want to say February was the closest I got. So I was pretty excited. So, so <laughs> um, <laughs> what is your break even then? Like the number, um, like around there? Well, around 15 grand probably to cover okay. everything. Not including my my pay, so I just I would be the last one. So I would make gotcha. sure everything else is so, covered. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yes. So you almost yes. reached that February, then poof, yeah. went down. Yes. Gotcha. Do you feel like now, I guess post or during COVID nineteen, you're June or July, you're going to reach that? I have a good feeling about this month. I have a good feeling about this month because we're getting a few more new patients than I actually expected. Mm -hmm. I feel like, because I opened May 18th, and I saw some patients, patients that were waiting to be seen because of fractured teeth or some, some discomfort or some concerns about their teeth or gums, um, but I didn't think I would be getting new patients as, as, yeah. as soon as right away, but this month's been looking good, so I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for this. That's month. good. What are you doing for new yeah. patients right now? Um, in terms of what? What do you Like bringing them, from? like... What are you doing, I guess, for marketing right now as far as, oh. far as like bringing them in? Um, I am doing some print marketing. Um, one of those kind of like uh, save on uh, magazines. Okay. So I, I'm doing that. I'm signed up for six months. Um, and then I'm doing digital as well from data with data sphere. And so it shows up and they help me with Facebook, some Facebook ads, um, Google as well. Um, they show up, they have their own local saver kind of link to the mm. um, online savings. Um, and they once in a while show up in like the a care 11 news um, website too. So, okay. so that's the digital part. I do um, Facebook posts as well. So it's more personalized too. I need gotcha. to work on Instagram because I don't know how to do Instagram. I don't have a personal account even, so I don't know. <laughs> but you have a practice but, account, right? <laughs> yes okay. yes yes i do gotcha. i do i just don't know how to navigate that i so did that, a lot of ground marketing before covid yeah myself on my own and my staff my hygienist and my assistant so that their face will be out there and people would meet them too mm -hmm. um but we haven't done some post-covid i want to say yeah yeah because I, I i want to say you're a member right of the course and yes there's a whole section in there, Katrina, Kat, about <laughs> what you can do right now during COVID-19, but okay. You know. I know, I know. I actually saw the emails. <laughs> getting to it. I'm getting to it. Okay, good. <laughs> We're going to amp it up again. That's good. That's <laughs> My good. My staff loves, it, loves going out and talking to people, actually. Oh, really? That's so fantastic. Yeah, I have them do it, too, during work hours when we don't have patients, so they yeah. get comfortable. That's really, really good. That's really, really good. Mm -hmm. I, I, that makes me happy. So then, right now, what would you say right now uh, throughout the digital and then the mailers and everything what's been your best roi like are you tracking that by any chance um know? yes 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 um there's a tracking for each of those companies that help me mm -hmm. they have their own software at the same time obviously we ask every patient the best we can on how they found out about us and how they learned about the clinic um so right now it will be the digital the facebook um, there's some Google, I want to say, gotcha. um, and there are some um, uh, word of mouth referrals. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. So I have a quick question, or it's not a quick question. Sure. It's going to give you, it's a long reply. But like, <laughs> what, what has been to you some of the biggest, throughout this process, since, since your startup process, so a little bit before November, what have been some of the biggest mistakes or like things you want to let people know like, hey, there's going to be this happening or this is the road bump that's going to happen for sure. What have been some of your biggest mistakes though? Um, I think for me, I, in my head, I had this plan. You have this timeline and mm-hmm. it's, if, if everybody else is involved with the construction, insurance credentialing, um, hiring, and, you know, there's so much stuff that we can't control. So for me, I thought in my head, okay, I have it, everything, I have everything planned. Believe it or not, I thought I'd be open, like, I think September or something like yeah. that. But there's just so many things I cannot control, especially with the construction and the permits and things like that, that I feel like I, somebody, I wish somebody explained to me that they have, maybe have an open mind and be a little bit more flexible and at least expect those and not just expect, okay, my plan is to open this and this time and this is that, that's that. You know, so at least they have some flexibility. Um, one thing I wish I'd done would be to market the clinics earlier, a lot earlier. Um, I was just so focused into getting things done for the clinic to get it open, mm-hmm. but not thought about the marketing part of it. Which, yeah. But um, so I think the earlier the better. Even if you small do small steps, baby steps into it, as you get closer to opening date, I think that would help get the brand out there and get the name out there like how much how much like let's just say we're opening july 1st when do you recommend okay you should start marketing around this time i would like um to say probably around so july i would just say winter so that summer for us or winter and just say summer deals or something in our well because minnesota we're excited about anything summer just yeah. to be done with winter <laughs> So uh-huh. <laughs> I would just do like a, a, a during around winter times, probably January, February, summer deal just to get the name out there. We're located coming soon. We're located at this location. Um, and then you got some deals and then kind of be specific with the deals or kind of bombard more information as it gets closer. But I would just, I would do, I wish I'd done four to four or five months before. Wow. I think I did like two months, one two to two months, months. for me. That's not enough. Cause I feel like it's not one round of like cards and they know you. I feel mm. like you need to do, and I've heard that you have to do a couple of rounds, for example, of whatever it is that you're going to do. Like you yeah. said, in your courses, like you have to follow up. You can't just leave the card and be like, here, call us when you need anything. No, like you said, it's just communicating with them. Here's yeah. the sign up sheet and you tell them we're coming back for the sheet or you call them and follow up with it. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. then, I know like we hear a lot of advice, right? And a lot of noise, especially in many groups. But to yes. you, what has been one of the most backwards or worst advice that you applied or tried or used and you're like, this did not even work a little bit? Um, worst advice from any of the groups? Or just from anybody? From anybody, anybody telling you, like, this is what you should do for the startup or this is what you need to do um, that you've tried. doesn't mean it has to be the worst for everybody, right? But, yes, yeah. yes. But for me specifically, mm-hmm. um, 
Honestly, I can't think of anything. Um, but it's not. Or maybe something not, that you're like, oh man, that really didn't, that, that really wasn't good. Like maybe if I would have done it more this way or that way, I don't know, but you're trying to convince yourself like maybe if I would have done this or that, but it just really didn't work out. Um, oh, Michael, I can't think of anything. I promise I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> or what, what went oh. backwards for you? If, if you can think of anything like besides the opening date, right? Like, okay, construction's opening. That didn't open on yeah. September like how I thought it was. What else went yes, yes. backwards? If you can recall like a stressful moment or a struggle where you're just like, man. Um, a stressful moment for me was, um, for me was hiring. Cause it's one thing to have a clinic, but if you can't find the right people to support you in the mm -hmm. clinic, then I can't be by myself running the, <laughs> the yeah. entire beautiful clinic. Um, so I actually reached out to everybody I know because I've been practicing long enough and in an area where the people I've worked with in the past actually do live close enough to me um, in surrounding cities. Mm -hmm. So I actually reached out to everybody that I have worked with that I've and been in constant communication with and a lot of them have asked me have you opened your own practice you know i, mean, I want to come work with you or for you um so i had my plan that this is where the people i'm going to work with and again not being open about it that there could be possibly few reasons why i couldn't then that didn't work out so then i had to kind of start over and then put out an ad and for me that was hard because for me the big thing is trust with the staff yeah. so i for me that was hard i mean Construction is construction. At the end of the day, I can change something later on. Um, but for me, that's hard because I feel like you have to really work with people that you like, you trust, you can train. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the hard. The people that I, you have on right now, are they, have they been with you since day one or no? They're newer. Yes. Yes. Since day one. And both of them I've worked with in the past. Okay. So that you trust them and yes. you're, they're, you're comfortable with them and everything like that. That's good. Yes. That's yes. good. Um, so then really quick, how many days are you open and are the hours normal or what are the hours that you're open? Um, so post COVID, oh, pre COVID, I was open three days out of the week and that would be mm -hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays. So Monday and Thursday would be my morning hours, eight to two. And then um, Tuesday would be my evening, which is 12 to seven. And then, so post COVID, I decided to just add days, but without adding hours. Mm -hmm. really um because i can't afford being open full-time and so i did alternating wednesday thursdays and then the wednesdays i'm working i'm working another evening because that the evening is a popular spot for patients love coming in after yeah. work after school things like that and then i'm trying one saturday a month to see my staff is a little hesitant working <laughs> saturdays so i told uh -huh. them okay we'll do one saturday a month yeah it's kind of like break it yeah. Slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so I technically I'm working four days, really I'm gonna say, but it's but just yeah. part time hours still. There's like twenty, twenty two hours. And you're you're working as an associate somewhere else? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm working as a ten ninety nine for, for the first company that I work for out of dental school. They've been wonderful, so they mm. helped me out. Um and placed me in a clinic far far enough where I had to I drive a little you. bit. So there's no conflict. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but, yeah, Kat, how has this for the, for anybody watching who's looking or planning to do a startup or maybe a little bit in the startup process, like how has this affected your personal life? 
um, it is really hard. It's, yeah. it's affected where it gives you freedom in your professional life, but ties you down more personally. And I want to believe that it's just initially, you know, until you're, my feet are nice and stable and the ground, the clinic is running efficiently. There are people that you can actually delegate as much as possible. Um, but right now it's, it's, we're really busy. It's affecting my husband and my son in a good way because they know this is a, a, a family affair. My husband would call it. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and it would benefit the family at the end of the end of the day. So, but it's, it's busier. I want to say I'm busier now yeah. than I have been. Um, so it's just harder to find a new balance now because I'm big on work-life balance. Would you say it's a different type of stress from when you were trying to build the practice to now that you have it open? Because I mean, like the stuff you thought about when you were trying to build the practice, right? You're like, oh my gosh, is is this going to happen? What's going to, you know what I mean? Is the construction, you were worried about different things, but now it's, so is it completely different, the stress or how is it for you? Um, Completely different for me. I think leading up to opening the actual opening day of the practice I was I've never been so stressed I think the other other time in my life I was stressed was getting to down school and then planning my wedding stupid <laughs> 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 but yeah. that was stressful this is I think way more stressful because it is really putting our lives on the line and mm-hmm. my family's now involved um but mm-hmm. once I opened I felt I personally felt better because I'm in the clinic practicing so I'm not just focused on is this going to open is this going to open in time is it going to work out is that chair and is, will there be x-ray machines all those things would i have staff but um once i start practicing slowly i i can see my vision come to life and i get to do dentistry i get to talk to patients so that's the part we love right mm-hmm. and for me that's the part that i love so there's a balance of that that you're like oh i get to practice dentistry and then yes there's a balance of now i gotta figure out the rest of the business stuff of it but that's a different kind of stress obviously but this is more fun stress now that the clinic is yeah. open yeah, because you can see everything that you imagine kind of come to life, and just working hard at it. I mean, that's yeah. good. That's good. What has been some of the companies that you have currently, or you're working with, um, that have really helped you out throughout this process? Um, I work with in terms of IT. Um, there's a local IT Ericsson Technology mm-hmm. here in Minnesota, and they've been wonderful with from the whole planning process from the budgeting standpoint, because we all know IT is not um, cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the budgeting and from from ins- installation, all the issues initially with the installation and even now maintenance and helping me out through the whole COVID. Um, again, because I, I, I'm doing a monthly thing with them. So it gotcha. helped a lot that they kind of helped me out with that. You can like pause. Um, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then once I started up, they just started up again at slowly too, which is very helpful. Um, so they have been wonderful. Um, I know um, legwork has been wonderful as well too, because it's kind of just, especially I appreciate them more now, especially that I don't have a front desk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it helps with the confirmation kind of seeing, you know, what needs to be done in terms of all the appointments that are scheduled. Um, I utilize local med. So I love you. I love, love local med. Um, um, again, because not having a front desk and not being open full time mm-hmm. and having the long hours 
So it really helps to have that. So patients are constantly have access to me, to my clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, Opera DDS, it's a local form, um, paperless form. Company. Oh, Opera DDS, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they've been very helpful because I, I called a couple of companies to try them out, demos, things like that. And they've been great, so user-friendly. So, okay, yeah. okay, awesome. Yeah. And then so for right now, everybody like watching or listening, like I said, if you guys have any questions or concerns, feel free to ask Kat any questions. But what do you need help with right now, Kat, where you're like, I need more, I need advice on this, or I need this type of equipment now or something like that. Something that you realize post-COVID-19, or, or I guess we're still during COVID-19, so during COVID-19, like what do you what questions do you need answered? What do you need help with right now? Um, I guess because I, it was because I lost my front desk right now, my initially, I didn't know if I was going to rehire one right away, mm-hmm. not knowing if, what if we close again, you know, what, what's going to happen all the, because of the, all the uncertainty. So right now I probably am trying to cross train both my assistant and hygienist. So they know, all of the admin front position. So for any, I know I've dabbled or tried front office box. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a lot of efficiency questions in terms of how am I going to make this work if I plan to delay rehiring a front desk. For me, that's the biggest thing because I feel like the systems between my assistant, my hygienist, myself, with the systems of the clinic that we've established pre-COVID, we kind of understand mm-hmm. and they know how I want to practice and expectations wise. Um, but I kind of, this is kind of a new um, efficiency or flow for us because we, there's nobody in front to actually support us clinical yeah. staff. Um, so for me, that's the biggest thing right now. I mean, I felt like I was set and ready to see patients pre COVID. I mean, aside from the COVID stuff that we need to do safety measure wise, mm-hmm. that's the biggest difference in my clinic. Gotcha. So, so you, you need help with like, Teaching the front office or because front office rocks, isn't that teaching. like a teaching? Yes, yes. The teaching clinical staff front office. Oh, so. oh, okay. Do you so, think they are yeah. open to that or you're <laughs> off? Um, my assistant is super open to it. She uh-huh. is very, she has so much initiative to learn and she asks questions as I do. I encourage both of them. My hygiene is a little timid. So yeah. um, I want to say she's open to learning because she, she does it. She does it. And she is just shy about asking questions, but because they have so many questions, I feel like I don't know all the answers to. So I guess it's just, how do I teach them? Who do I go to? Maybe I should contact front office rocks again. Yeah. So and, why, why are you delaying to hire a front office person? Um, just because of um, money, I guess, and not knowing how quickly my clinic would pick up again. Gotcha. Um, this past week, last week has been busy. So then it's making me rethink, mm-hmm. but it's just, I'm depending, I'm just waiting to see how the schedule would look like, I guess. Gotcha. Cause I don't want to put that too much pressure on my two yeah, like staff. On, your, on your, yourself and your, your staff. So then yes, yes. Do you know why, or did you already mention or no, but do you know why your, your last front office left? Um, well, she said that she was a stay-at-home mom for the longest mm-hmm. time, and she wanted a, she's a, a, a friend, 
um, of my my husband's, and I know her too. She's a friend. Okay. So she has admin background, not so much dental background, and she wanted to get out of go back to go back into the workforce, and she offered to help the clinic out. And I said, explain mm-hmm. to her these are your responsibilities as dental, and she was open to learn, willing to learn. And then at least the excuse that she gave me, she wanted to go back and stay at home again. So gotcha. because it's hard on her and her family. Why? So, why? I feel like you don't believe it though, because you're like, at least that's her excuse. But what do you believe yes. happened? I feel like it was very overwhelming for her, oh. and it's a lot of not knowing any dental background. That um, as much as we helped her, again, I tried front off trucks for her, so we could all have some training. She mm-hmm. was quite overwhelmed on a daily basis, and I saw that. Um, and yeah, and she was very appreciative. And like, like I said, she said that it was because she wanted to stay home. But I saw how overwhelmed she was on a daily basis and expressed some frustration. So yeah, maybe that's part of the decision. Um, yeah, so. yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it yeah. might have been a good thing. Yeah, so at least you're, you're growing, you're growing. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. Kat told you you were going to do really good you did really well look at that we oh, thank you we did like it sweating bullets <laughs> <laughs> me too though but um so oh. if anything you're eight months in any advice you want to give to someone right now who is looking at you and they're like i can't wait to be eight months in what advice would you give them um i would just say keep an open mind and do the best you can and enjoy the ride i mean i People always reminded me that, and my I'm always, I'm always stressed about everything. And then, like I said earlier, when I started practicing with clinic open, I saw, saw patients. It reminded me of why I did this. I love dentistry first and foremost, and I wanted to practice and take care of patients the way I wanted to. So then I enjoyed it more. I mean, the stress is always there. Whatever I guess mm-hmm. job we have too. Yeah. Um, and if it's worth it, it's going to be hard. So. But, and don't forget to enjoy it um, and do the best you can. Get a supporting team that will actually trust in your assistance and trust in how you practice. I think that goes a long way. Awesome, awesome. All righty, Kat. Yeah. I appreciate it. If any, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anybody has any questions or concerns um, on this Facebook Live, feel free to – I mean, Kat's a part of this group, so feel free to ask in the comments and she'll stick around or I'll stick around and we'll – Make sure you guys answer that. And if you guys are listening on the podcast, make sure to join the Making of a Dental Startup Facebook group where you guys can interact with us um, every single day. So yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Kat, for being with us. It was a pleasure and uh, we'll, we'll hear from you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for having me.